0: Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast. Today, we're continuing our new series called Driving Leadership, which is aimed at demystifying leadership by having real conversations with leaders. You'll witness conversations with leaders from all walks of life and learn about what drives them to lead, their development stories, and about some current challenges they may be facing. I'm Bill Berthel, and joining me today is Matt Wilson, founding partner of MPW Marketing. Matt, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me, Bill.
0: Oh, I'm thrilled! Thrilled to have this conversation with you, Matt. As of course you know, you know we've worked together, and I've always enjoyed working with you and your team and and the group at MPW. I really want to get under the hood of your leadership, your style, and what you do. But first, you know, most important, what's your big why? What motivates you to lead?
1: Gosh, that's a good question, Bill. I think when I started MPW, going back to the beginning, it wasn't about leadership. It was about creating a company that could solve problems for business owners and companies out there that had challenges with their marketing. And that, for me, was the major motivation. Never envisioned having a 20-person company. And at the time, in fact, I had plans to keep things small. And that was, you know, I thought I'll have this great team of people around me and I'll have a freelancer here and another business owner here who will do these different pieces and we will operate independently. But as is probably the case with many of the people you talk to, these things grow and it became essential for me to bring people onto the team. And and so leadership for me was something that it, it was incidental to my goal to help our clients accomplish their goals. And so it wasn't something that I came to with intention. It was something that I had to do in order to accomplish those goals. The why is difficult for me to answer in that regard? Because I, it's really been a series of steps to get to where we get to. And leadership just was a, a natural outgrowth of that.
0: Yeah, I love that, Matt. And it's about, we've talked a little bit about this in the past, about creative problem solving. Take our listeners on that journey a little bit. Share a story about creative problem solving in, in your work.
1: Gosh, I think that the example that comes to mind right away is what we've been through over the past eight months. I mean, as a leader, we had everything had to be reinvented. You know, I'm a member of a forum with other advertising agency CEOs and we meet on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and then get together twice a year and talk about bigger issues, how we're accomplishing those things, how we're leading. And, And one of the things that this group has spent a long time talking about is remote working. How do we step delicately into remote working? Sure. How do we, you know, and we've had day long conversations about the ins and outs of remote working and how it could work, how it doesn't work. And then, you know, we were all suddenly thrust into a situation where as leaders, we had to make that happen in a week. And then after going through that, we realized that there were a number of our team members who were suffering at the hands of this new reality because their children were pulled out of school and were suddenly put into a remote learning environment or they lived in a house with other people and they didn't have a place where they could go on Zoom and talk with people. No real home
0: office or anything.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that this last Six months has been an exercise daily in creative problem solving and and it continues today. You know, I think that it's really forced us to take an eye off the next year, the next three years, and where we want to go and put an eye on where do we need to be tomorrow? Where should I have been today? How do I accommodate this challenge? And certainly, we've had many of them. We're currently working with a client to try and shoot TV commercials completely remotely ah. um, so we're oh. working with a, a film crew that is in a different state because we don't want to fly if we don't have to so we'll be using new technologies to communicate with them remotely and direct that video shooting and as you know Bill I mean you've been part of those having good coaching from someone behind the camera telling you how to deliver lines or sure. helping yeah. make you comfortable is really important so we're You know, currently this week we were working on that specific example of how do we how do we get to the secret source of what works really well for our clients when you're in person, and how do we deliver that remotely? So, yeah, this last six months has been a ride.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. I I, you know I'm obviously not in your work. I would never thought of those kinds of challenges. You know, social distancing in the creation of media that you and your team does. Matt, we've talked a little bit in the past about some of the challenges. You're highly technically capable. You are a creative problem solver. And you've shared with me in the past, sometimes that can get in the way a little bit of you leading or you might get in the way of some of your people wanting to like jump in and and solve. What do you do? Help our listeners. Because I think many leaders, I think all of us, me included, we get stuck in that space of doing in our subject matter expertise. Talk to me a little bit about how you overcome that challenge.
1: This challenge that you're talking about is one I'm actively engaged in now trying to solve. So where I'm at professionally right now is the partners and I talk about being player managers. So, yeah. you know, we're at one minute we're on the sidelines trying to guide the next play or guide the team or encourage the right kind of actions, and at the next minute we're in the thick of it, you know, catching a ball, throwing a ball, mm-hmm. whatever analogy you want. I think that's that's always been, you know, and back when it was one, two, three, four people, I was right. full-time player, zero manager, <laughs> yeah. and um, and and now we're a larger team. I realize that I'm starting to see how the dynamic of that manager or player role, how they conflict with each other sometimes, the ability mm-hmm. to lead or manage effectively is directly impacted by how much time you have available and how much thought you're able to put into the right choices, the right moves, the right kind of guidance for an individual. And if you're spending too much time in the trenches with your sleeves rolled up, then you're really not able to do an effective job in that area. And I I think that's probably, if I were to be honest, my largest weakness is I'm that's me, I'm the problem solver. I want to make everything right. And it feels good to give a man a fish, you know, when they need a fish instead of teaching them to fish. And that I need to step beyond my tendency to step in and save the day or solve a problem or help make something better from my perspective. If I feel like it's not quite how I would have done it. And that, I think that's a problem that leaders share no matter which organization you're in even if you're you know there's nuance to this there's opinion there are sometimes black and white right way wrong way but oftentimes it's shades of gray and if you want to grow a team and empower that team to be the best they can be then you have to step aside and let them run with the ball and be ready to help them if they need it but let them do that and I that's exactly where I am right now um, yeah,
0: I, I heard two yeah. keys, though, I think. I heard, you know, that self-awareness first, that leadership awareness that this is a tendency, right? And then I heard you say you talk with your partners about it as well. So there's a dialogue going on with the leadership at MPW around this topic. What are those conversations like? Can I ask? I'm, I'm sure our listeners would benefit from taking a peek in. what What's that like to talk with your partners about getting out of your people's way so they can perform?
1: I think we're all in the same boat right now. I think we really we're, 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 all, we're all coming to this realization at the same time that a good example of this is we have a weekly, currently we're having a weekly meeting with the entire team. We were doing those less frequently, but during remote working because of the pandemic, doing it weekly felt right for the time being. Sure. And we all get to talk about where we're at in terms of workload and how much capacity we have to help clients and help each other accomplish their goals. And it's very clear that the partners are overloaded. And when we listen to the team talk about where they're at, where their capacity is, uh, the partners are the ones who have the least time available, have the least capacity for additional work. Well, as, and, and we just talked about, what a difficult time it is, how new challenges come down the pike every single day, every single week. And so what does that mean? It means that we're all acknowledging that we're making difficult decisions. What do I do and what do I not do? Am I comfortable with doing something to a level where it's good, but not great because I only have time to deliver that, you know, whether it, and that might be dealing with an internal matter, working with human resources to understand how we're going to address part-time working for somebody who needs to take some time off. So from a leadership standpoint, I think what tends to happen is we don't, we have a very rigorous culture around doing a good job about being there for our clients, about spending their money like it's our own. And that doesn't suffer. And what tends to fall by the wayside is the ability to be proactive, the ability to really lead the ability to, to remind the team what the vision is, where we're going, to coach and take each individual person and work with them to help them accomplish their goals, help them fill in any gaps they have. Those are the things that are going by the wayside. And I think, so when we talk as partners, Mm. I think we're acknowledging that we wish we had more capacity to do a better job there and that the way we get there is by stepping out of the day-to-day. So we've been actively hiring new people this year. Yesterday, we were on a a Zoom call with a potential new hire for one of the departments where a partner is very much involved in the day-to-day and needs to step back a little bit more and and have a full team who are able to do that day-to-day work so that they can lead.
0: Matt, I feel like a lot of our listeners are really going to relate to that. Thank you. You know, I've, I've been so fortunate to get Central New York leaders like yourself to say yes to this conversation. And thank you again Well, I have you. Advice, your top advice you would give our listeners around leadership.
1: I feel like I run the risk of giving the same answers that many people have given on this podcast before. And they're a little cliche, but I, I think where I am now in my leadership journey, it's becoming really crystal clear to me that having the right people around you taking the time to make sure the people you bring onto your team are a perfect fit yeah that i i don't think it can be stated enough that you know that that's the first place that everybody should focus to a large extent we are who we are and when Mm -hmm. someone joins the team yes there are technical skills and gaps that can be filled in and there are certainly areas that people can work to develop but If you find the right person, they're going to join the team and they're going to excel from day one. They're going to bring energy to the team around them. They are going to help move the company towards the end goal by delivering on the various promises we have internally and externally. Um, And likewise, I've certainly experienced having the wrong person on the team where that can bring the team down. It really can be a ball and chain to the energy, the performance of the team. It can create animosity when somebody doesn't pull their weight or somebody creates headwinds for other people to be efficient or effective in their role. So I think the first piece of advice is finding the right people. And it's a classic. I think the other two I'm really actively engaged in right now. I think that is focusing on people as individuals and understanding that everyone has unique challenges everyone has a unique way of learning everyone has a unique way of interacting within the team Uh, I'm reminded of the exercise we did with you where you know we did everybody's Myers-Briggs and we looked at the differences in the way we deal with the world around us and we deal with interpersonal relationships and and leadership has to be deft enough to adjust to each of those unique scenarios and each of those unique needs and wants from different people and that's I think leading you just standing at the front of the boat and pointing like you know Washington crossing the yeah, Delaware yeah. is not what leadership feels like in a day-to-day environment. Yes, you have to refocus the team on the collective mission. That's super important. You have to remind the team why we're doing what we're doing, why it's important that we uphold those cultural values that are important to us as a team. But you have to also work individually with each person to help bring out their best skills. And I think, you know, it's, I think any sports coach understands that those two things have to coexist, yes. that, that, that you have to coach at a macro level and you have to have plays and you have to have culture and an agreement around that so that everyone's playing from the same book, mm-hmm. at the same time, everyone's individual role in that is unique and can be coached and you can support growth there and so for me i think just barrett taking those two parts of leadership and giving time to both of those is probably where i think a lot of leaders can get more traction and maybe it's certainly an area that i'm paying more attention to and working on but no expert by any stretch of the imagination
0: well matt i think you know leadership is a practice right and i think that's what you're sharing is it's a continual practice Now, I love that. Keep in mind the macro and the micro in development. That's awesome. So let's just uh, full circle. Let's loop back. What's really driving you today to get up in the morning to say I'm going into the office or virtually going (laughs) into the office as it may be today. uh, And I'm leading my team, leading this organization.
1: We've talked about this with our work with Emergent in the past and You asked me about the why at the beginning. And and the why for me has always been, like I said, I'm that problem solver. And I think the thing I'm trying to solve with the team and with my partners is the creation of this organization that can deliver on three key promises that I've made to myself and I'm trying to bring to the team. And I think that is that we, I think everybody wants to be professionally excellent at the thing they do. Mm-hmm. Um, in whatever role they are within an organization, they want to have pride in their work and they want to be good at what they do, right? And and then at the same time, we want to work in an environment where we enjoy ourselves, we enjoy the team, we wake up in the morning and have energy to contribute and be part of something. And we all want to make a good living too. I think we, you know, at the end of the day, a job is a means to earn a salary as well as an opportunity to accomplish things. And so I want all three of those things for every team member. And that was an epiphany that I had when I was going through your lead forward program four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. And, And it's something that I've driven towards over the last five years is focusing on having this organization that can accomplish these three things. And I would say it's a challenge because those are three big asks of a leader, three big asks of an organization to give everyone all three of those. But I think it's absolutely a problem we can crack as a team. And so I'm motivated to show up every day and think about that as the end goal for the organization and an end goal for each individual on the team.
0: Professional excellence, a wonderful working environment and good pay. Yeah. Awesome.
1: That (laughs) doesn't sound unreasonable, does it?
0: It sounds like what, you know, every employee engagement, employee satisfaction, organizational excellence survey would tell you folks want and need, right? But as you said, it's not always easy to deliver on, but I hear that continual practice towards that in your organization.
1: Yeah, I think it's trying to create the time to make careful decisions and be intentional about moving towards those goals. That's been the challenge this year. You know, we're looking one day, one week, one month ahead. We're not looking a year, two years ahead right now. And I think that these are real things we're dealing with and that's where we have to focus our time, but it's making room to accommodate the careful leadership that is going to get us to where we need to go by focusing on those three things. And like you said, it's a practice. It's something we need to work on every day.
0: Matt, thank you again. Your your time and energy is so appreciated. Thanks for your insights and such important reminders for all of us leading organizations.
1: Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you, Bill. It's been great to catch up with you and a lot of fun.
0: Please listen for more segments of Driving Leadership right here on the Get Emergent podcast, where we'll continue the conversation with a new leader every month. And come back for more leadership content with Cindy Massengill and Ralph Simone where they discuss real leadership challenges in a practical, comprehensive, and a relatable format. Thank you.